<laughs> I bet you that he's in this threesome. He's like, all right, so this condom comes from Greece and it's a 2021. <laughs> like it's uh, wine. Yeah. So this one's lamb skin, which, you know, classic makes me feel like an animal, <laughs> makes me feel like a hunter, makes my member downstairs feel like he conquered nature. <laughs> But Immediately, then, she's like, if you use the word member one more time, this is over. <laughs> she's like, how was I meant to refer to it? Hello, and welcome to the Lyric Boys podcast. I am Lucian Flores, and with me on Zoom, my favorite application ever is Andrew Stieglitz. Andrew, say hello. Hello. Um, I'm glad that Zoom is your favorite application. That is a lame application for it to be your favorite, but uh, good for you. Thank you. So this is the Lyric Boys podcast audience. And listen, I know you check in every single week and you listen to this podcast, but if you're just someone who somehow drunkenly stumbled upon the Lyric Boys podcast while scrolling through Spotify while you're on the toilet making your morning BM, I'll tell you what the Lyric Boys podcast is. It is a podcast where me and Andrew, the the, the aforementioned grump that you just heard. We wow. Take, <laughs> I take offense to that. You called me a grump and you called me an aforementioned grump and I do not know what aforementioned is and I assume it's an insult about my masculinity. Well, I wasn't talking about grump. I was talking about aforementioned. <laughs> anyway. Don't insult me. Yeah. How dare you call me aforementioned? I should be mentioned now. <laughs> So this is the Lyric Boys podcast. It is a podcast where we take one of our favorite artists or musicians or bands and we pick 10 of their lyrics. We pick 10 of their craziest, funniest, wildest, most insane, most ins- most absurd lyric. The kind of lyric you hear in a song and you think, what did that man just say? And we talk about those lyrics. We dissect them in a, in a comedic, funny way. We have a good time. We get into it. We share stories. We... We philosophize, if that's a word. We make jokes and, and um, we have a good time. I think you're lo- using the word philosophize or philosophy. Um, you're stretching it because I would not consider us philosophers in the absolute least. Because as you were about to say, this is not a podcast for lyrical analysis, is no. it? No. It is not a podcast for lyrical analysis. You might learn a little bit about the artists we talk about, but also we're trying to make jokes here, and sometimes jokes are incongruent with funny, smart anecdotes. I don't. I already just stumbled upon my words there, Here's so that the proves thing. it. I think that you are seriously trying to insult me right now by using wow. words like incongruent. Who the fuck do you think I am? You're Andrew Stieglitz, and you're my partner in this podcast, and I love you, and the audience okay. loves you, and you're in our, in our discourse and our banter is great. Never use more than a two-syllable word <laughs> in my presence. So, on this ep, <laughs> no, so on this episode, <laughs> on this episode, we're talking about the one, the only, Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover. And we're going to talk about 10 of his lyrics, and, and, and yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm excited for this episode, because... Childish Gambino has crazy lyrics. And listen, audience at home, if you don't know him or if you want to know more about him, listen to my man, Andrew Stieglitz, as he introduces Childish Gambino. Andrew, tell tell our lovely content hounds, audience at home, who he is. Yeah, so Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald McKinley Glover. Hmm. Um, you may know him from his role on the hit show, 
community as Troy Barnes. You may know him as the writer, producer, creator of the show Atlanta on FX, where he plays mm-hmm. Ernest Marks. Mm-hmm. You may know him as a young Lando fucking Calrissian from Solo, a Star Wars story. Or you may know Stieglitz, him. We play what? Battlefront 2. Or his Dressed role. as uh, Don Glover and we hang out with Don Glover yes. every night in our homes. His role in <laughs> Battlefront 2, the greatest online multiplayer action game, third person, first person shooter. Don't fucking at me about that. <laughs> or... You may know him from his rap career, his rap moniker as Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes on many different forms. He is a multi-hyphenate talent, and mm-hmm. we stan. So, as Childish Gambino, he's released a number of albums, starting with his early EPs um, that were like untitled from mm-hmm. the year like 2010. Uh, but... The song Freaks and Geeks came out of that EP and kind of blew up uh, in the hip hop community a little bit. People were like, okay, this 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 guy has some like funny lyrics. I just want to um, say one thing to contextualize a little bit more. Give me. At this point, when Donald Glover was releasing these EPs, Freaks and Geeks, he was already a couple seasons deep into community. So that's kind of how, just well, at that point. He was one season deep into community. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was... And at that point, also, Community wasn't a super hit mm-hmm. season one. Uh, I don't think... I don't know if it was ever a super... It kind of became a cult classic. Yeah. But, like... Yeah. So he was an actor. He mm-hmm. was working... He actually was staffed up as a writer on 30 Rock before all of this. Mm-hmm. As a college um, student, which is... Oh, and I didn't even mention... smart yeah. he is and why he's his lyrics he's are very brilliant. referential and, and filled with... Yeah, he wrote episodes of of 30 Rock. He uh I didn't even mention in 2012 he had a stand-up special come out that's on Netflix mm. right now called Weirdo. Damn. Um so he's fucking all over the map. He's a hilarious comedian, actor, rapper. Mm-hmm. Um but also just beyond being hilarious, he's just a super talented musician. Yes. So yeah, so Freaks and Geeks comes out season one of Community, and he starts to gain some, gain some fame. He starts to gain some notoriety in the hip hop world as both an actor and a rapper. And then he releases his album Camp in 2011. Mm-hmm. This is like season two, or like going into season two or three of Community. Yeah. And uh, Camp definitely took off. It got a lot of, interestingly enough. Uh, a lot of music journalism didn't didn't give it uh, the critical reception that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think that people have now come back to it and yeah. been like, "Holy shit, this is way better than we thought!" Because this is mm-hmm. fucking awesome. But like, he had songs like "Bonfire" and "Heartbeat" come out of that, and those were singles, and those yeah. got play definitely like in in the hip hop scene. Yeah, and I will say that like Don Glover's early career, Childish Gambino's early career, is very. It's his lyrics and his songs are very referential and he references a ton of TV shows and indie bands and pop culture and makes lots of jokes, talks about his dick a lot. And we'll talk about that more, but it just like, that's kind of the vibe that these early albums had where his lyrics and his songs were hard, but a lot of lyrics were also very funny. Just object. He's a funny man. (laughs) He's a 30 rock writer. He was like kind of a comedian comedian at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I think that kind of, made some music critics feel weird 
where it's like these lyrics are so funny and so referential, so nerdy. Yeah, and I think they, they were like, how do we internalize this or contextualize it rather in yeah. uh, in terms of hip hop and the hip hop yeah. world right now? And um, to those music critics, I'd say, fuck you <laughs> and your fucking gatekeeping because there we Don go. Glover, Chandos Gambino is awesome. And it is gatekeeping in a mm-hmm. way. It's, you're, you're gatekeeping the culture of hip hop and you shouldn't. Um, so anyway, after the album Camp, he released the album because of the internet and that is the that's the album that really fucking broke through for him i mean that's the album that really put him on the map as a serious rapper because it definitely took a darker tone than mm-hmm. camp it had a lot more serious sort of yeah. self-reflective lyrics um it was sadder in many ways still referential not as much not nearly right much. he kind of he kind of shed the um the nerdy goofy personality yeah. for a much more like serious introspective mm-hmm. personality um but like you get hit songs like 3005 from that which have referential lyrics but they're also about feeling isolated and they're yeah. about feeling like uh not having any friends mm-hmm. even though you're super famous yeah and um so so that really blew up Childish Gambino is a rapper and, and he yeah. started to tour a lot as Childish Gambino. And and keep in mind, he's still on the NBC, he's still on a hit NBC sitcom, or maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't a hit, but it was a primetime NBC sitcom. Yeah. Um, so he's doing all of this. He's, he's, he's starring in a sitcom. He's putting out these albums and he, afterwards, after Community Ends, he creates the show Atlanta for mm-hmm. FX, which is yeah. like another, now, and, and that's a serious hit. That That is like, first of all, amazing show. Yeah. But also, um, that became a huge hit for FX. And I while think he's that's doing, what kind of changed the way people viewed him, I think, because that show yeah, is like well, very smart, very funny, but also relevant for sure exactly it's relevant like, and it's yeah. like timely like community is silly and funny and i love it but it's a sitcom so people were like oh this man from a sitcom is writing it and it's like now he is like creating a show that where he has something to say as an artist and yes. yeah <clears throat> he has something to people... say that feels um a little bit m- deeper than Mm-hmm. His role as Troy yeah. Barnes, even though like, um, we both community is like one of my favorite shows. It's one of your favorite oh, shows. We love that yeah. show, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just like fucking fantastic yeah. show. It's if you uh, if you like Rick and Morty fans, if you like Rick and Morty, uh, Dan Harmon, the creator and EP of Rick and Morty, is also the creator and EP of Community. So go mm-hmm. ahead and do yourself a favor and watch it if you never have, because yeah. it's fucking great. Yeah, um, and you'll see a young Donald Glover and he's a little baby face in there. Um, and then in 2016 while working on Atlanta he put out honestly and I'm not saying this because we're on the podcast it's honestly one of my top 10 albums favorite albums of all fucking time Awaken My Love and that album is so different because it's actually not a hip hop album it's like an R&B soul Mm -hmm. funk album that you could almost if you played it for somebody and, and was like this is an old like 1970s like mm-hmm. parliament funkadelic album mm-hmm. they'd be like Clearly oh yeah inspired. this is like a this is like a, a p-funk album and it really fucking sounds like it, it it's yeah. very like george clinton influenced very p-funk influenced even the cover 
looks like a 70s p-funk kind of like yeah almost like maggot brain almost like the face oh on the yes cover. oh i fucking love maggot brain yeah, yeah. And i love that shit i love that like 70s like funk rock type uh, yeah and it's so much less referential like are there even references to any show or, no. or like there's, there's no, no references. there's no there's, jokes there's the less lyrics there's yeah. less lyrics because it's not a hip-hop album so it's very instrumental based yeah and uh Fun, uh, here's a here's an interesting fact. His producer on all of these albums, yeah. But like the main guy for mm-hmm. especially for Awaken My Love, uh, wrote the music that you hear in Community. Mm-hmm. So I love that Ludwig Ludwig Göransson. I think his last. I'm name glad was. you brought up Ludwig Göransson because I one thing I really thought was cool is the way he and Don Glover continued to work together. Yeah, because if you think about like Childish Gambino's first albums were while he was on this TV show, so of course he turns to the person who was making music on the TV show. Another person would be like, okay, I got big. I'm going to turn to other people to make my music. Instead, he and Ludwig have kept that collaboration. And now Ludwig has become this huge, um, I don't know. He wrote a lot producer. of songs for the Black Panther soundtrack. Exactly. Also. He did yeah. the Black Panther movie and he also did uh, the Mandalorian. He does all the, the score for that. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's cool to see, multiple people grow and mature together and i think yeah, it's nice it's to see awesome. that and uh yeah reading interviews like donald glover would have to tell ludwig like or ludwig whatever yeah. he he was like he really pushed the direction for awaken my love to be like mm-hmm. a 70s style sounding album even yeah. to the, like towards like the sound of the drums where it's like mm-hmm. i want a very dry kick drum i don't want like an 808 beat like everything is like mm-hmm. real instruments it's like all like there's guitars and there's cool synths and there's yeah. great percussion and uh it is so fucking good i can listen to that album every goddamn day yeah. Redbone was the big hit yes Redbone <laughs> came out of that um and yeah. Redbone was also used in the movie get out by jordan peele oh yeah um and that actually that knowledge you know so much <laughs> bad joke <laughs> didn't even have to dude none of this is actually coming uh, this is off the fucking dome too i have no notes on this yeah um but like i i just remembered that yeah Redbone was in that movie and um it's great it's all great he yeah. has recently so like he does this thing that a lot of artists do i feel like where he'll just be like i'm retiring yeah and i feel like so many bands have done that and then they're like just kidding here's an album i'll see sound system Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. So, like, he did that uh, a couple years that. ago. He was okay. like, "I'm not oh, uh, yeah. putting out music anymore." And then he fucking releases a new album. Last year, last March, mm. he released the album Three Fifteen Twenty, which came out on Three Fifteen Twenty. Um, mm. and the day after my birthday. Oh, I don't want you guys to know what my birthday is. We'll scratch oh that. What are they gonna like? I don't want them to know Lucian's birthday. How how can we harass him on his birthday? Harass um, me by telling me I'm talented and I'm a kid. <laughs> anyway, also, yeah, this so is America he released, thing. which was like oh yeah, this was in, this was America. Up. It was huge. Yeah, the music video and that was on. a single. That wasn't even yeah. on any album. That was just a single. Yeah, uh, music video is very famous, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So and since then he's. Like hosted SNL, he put out three fifteen twenty. I saw him at Madison Square Garden, and I—that <laughs> was the big moment in his career where you saw him at Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, he was—he actually announced he was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Stieglitz of the Lyric Boys, future Lyric Boys, is yeah. here." He just pressed um, it, press it, 
prescient. He knew that the Lyric Boys would happen, and he knew it would be a hit podcast, baby. You know what he did at MSG is uh, he's like, everybody... I want you to put your phone away right now. Mm. Do not record this concert. Mm-hmm. He's like, he literally is like, what you're at right now, this is church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, so that is Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover. Uh, and that being said, Lucian, you have something you want to say about subscribing to the Lyric Boys? Yeah, well, so... I just want to say one thing about Donald Glover, which I, I, I've always, because I was such a big fan of Community, and I know you knew him even before Community when he was an NYU student putting out sketches. Oh, Derek fuck. Comedy. I didn't even fucking mention that. Yeah. Dude, okay. Let me just mention. Okay. Let me just, let me just, I know I, uh, I, I hated on gay. I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm just want to say before everybody else knew Donald Glover from Community. Okay. Me and my friends found this sketch comedy group called Derek comedy and we used to watch these sketches pre fucking YouTube this was like 2004 2005 right before YouTube hit we went to DerekComedy.com and found all these sketches <laughs> yeah and I used to watch them all the fucking time uh and they're still funny like I feel like I still mm-hmm. I like quote, quote or like I should I quote yeah. it I quote like hi my name is Brian and I like to skateboard all the time and that's Donald Glover's line and yeah. uh they're so fucking good and uh I remember when they moved to YouTube I remember when YouTube came out and they started putting them on YouTube and I was like what's yeah. this site I just want to go to DerekComedy.com anyway I had to mention that because I'm cool before we get into the lyrics before I tell people to do something uh I will say that Donald Glover you know because I was a fan of community and I knew who he was and it was interesting. It's it's been really interesting to see his career as just as both a comedian, actor, show creator, showrunner, artist, musician. Like just to see his career as everything. Crazy grow has been fascinating, and so I we were talking about this other day, like camp and freaks and geeks. I definitely thought that that song freaks and geeks is so fun it's so funny oh, it it's is. so enjoyable it still, it still holds up and i do remember it came out it did get shit on a lot mm-hmm. and i was definitely like oh man i like this but it's is it uncool for me to like it and that mm-hmm. was definitely a thing around his early career just because if and i find that fascinating like i looked up reviews like camp for example pitchfork gave camp a 1.6 Rolling Stone gave it a three out of five. It's a much better review. Consequence three of out of five is like good for Rolling Stone. Yeah. By the way. Consequence of Sound gave it an A minus. So like all yep. over the place because the internet too. Consequence of Sound, a different writer reviewed it because the internet gave it an F. What? Spin Magazine gave it a two out of ten. But then Pitchfork gave it a five point eight. So clearly they were like, okay, it's much better for them. And then XXL gave it a eighty. Pace Magazine gave it a seventy four. Rolling Stone gave it a three point five. DIY gave it a good rate. So like three point five is really good for Rolling Stone. By yeah, way. once like again, a four all, out of five. It like uh, like Beatles albums will have yeah. like four out of five. So so once again, all over the place. So it's been really interesting to see. And and now his music is at a point where I think people just like it and they're like, it's good. You know, like. Yeah. In some way, I was thinking about it reminded me that the the reaction to Don Glover's early career reminded me of the reaction to like Lana Del Rey. Oh, in the sense that people, yeah. when video games came out, Pitchfork hated like this personality of Lana Del Rey. And they're like, who's this person? She's fake. So it's a different sort of thing where this is Don Glover is very much who he is. 
and people weren't like, who's this nerdy like dude? Why don't I listen to his music? You know, and and I, it just in the sense that people didn't understand it, and then it took a long time, and then they became universally beloved. Just in that in that regard, you know. And I right? still think he's underrated in many ways because, like, yeah. like even just saying like he was an actor, stand up comedian, <laughs> fucking showrunner, writer right out of college, did yeah. sketch comedy, put out multiple hit award winning albums, mm-hmm. toured as a musician, like. Who the fuck does this? Like, I feel like yeah. he's still, he still is just like, uh, he's still not as big as some other rappers out there. And he's a, sorry. Well, he's, it's just like, it kind of blows my mind. I'm just like, how are we not talking about Donna Glover every day, all the time? He's one of the rare people who's good at both being a musician and being an actor slash comedian. Cause there are people that do that who aren't good. Yeah, Sure. <laughs> Um, yeah. And he's so good too It's it's like disgusting how good he is Yeah so let's get into the lyrics But before that I will say audience at home If you're a big time fan of this podcast You know what the hell is going to happen right now But if you're just once again stumbling upon it And you were listening to the first like 10 minutes on the toilet Making that morning BM and you're like damn <laughs> Who are these guys I like it do me a favor and just subscribe to the Lyric Boys podcast. Like you might be on Spotify, you can hit the follow button. You can be on iTunes, you can hit subscribe. You can be on YouTube, Stitcher, like Overcast, wherever. It's it makes us smile whenever we see our, our subscriber counts go out, go up. It just makes us feel nice. It makes us feel like oh damn, these people, they're listeners. And hey, you'll also the the benefit for you is that you'll know when a podcast is released and you'll you'll have it to your door we just learned that one of our friends takes a weekly monday night bath listening to the lyric boys podcast that could be you that could hell yeah be you audience at home that's the power what of could be more soothing than a lavender candle essential oils warm bath water and our voices this is the part of the podcast where we say, hey, if you're taking a bath right now, enjoy that bath. You do you, king. You do you, queen. You do oh, you, yeah. awesome person. Your life is great. Anyway. And you deserve it. You deserve, you deserve it. this bath. Let your hair down. And if you don't have hair, bald looks great on you, baby. I personally hate baths. I would never take one myself. Okay. I have a century problem with the bathtub. But Interesting. That's, that's just me. So... <laughs> Let's get into it. Steve, let's give me your first Childish Gambino lyric. Yes, okay. My first Childish Gambino lyric comes from the album Camp, which is his first album. It's from the song Bonfire. Mm -hmm. And the lyric is, okay, it's Childish Gambino. Homegirl, drop it like the NASDAQ. Move white girls like there's coke up my ass crack. Move black girls, cause man, fuck it, I'll do either. I love pussy, I love bitches. Dude, I should be running PETA. And that's a perfect example of like how he, especially in his early career, is genuinely hilarious Mm -hmm. when it comes to these lyrics. But like, (laughs) I love that last line, especially. It was like, I love pussy, I love bitches, I should be running PETA. It's like... (laughs) Sorry, I talked over you. Uh, Say it again. You didn't talk over me. For the last line. Just give me that Peter oh, one again. I love that line, especially this line. I love pussy. I love bitches, dude. I should be running PETA. So funny. That so is funny. so fucking hilarious. And it just makes me think of like a guy <laughs> running hip for like PETA president and his docket yeah. is just like, I love pussy. I love bitches. Like what else do you need to know? I feel like someone, it's like someone getting 
someone was wearing like a someone was drunk off their mind wearing a fur coat walking down the street and they get red paint thrown on them by PETA and they're like hey man like why do you throw red paint on my fur coat and the person at PETA is like listen and they go into this big tirade about how like fur is bad like subjugation of animals is bad and the person just like fucking drunk out their mind they're like wait a minute this is an organization where you guys are fans of both pussy and bitches sign me up as president <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's not what PETA stands for. And you're like, honey, I know what PETA stands for. I know your oh. euphemisms. You have a yeah. cat. You have a dog. I know what that means. Hell yeah. I should be running this shit. Yeah. That is, it's the vibe I get. And I love it. It's so funny. Someone, I'm sure PETA got mad at this. I'm sure PETA was like, Mr. Glover, your mischaracterization of PETA. Oh my God. Is. They would do that too because they're so obnoxious with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, we're making a joke. Fucking relax. Uh, but it, yeah, it is so funny to imagine the guy who's just, like, it's like the uh, class president type person, uh. like in middle school. And there's like the serious one. And then there's the guy who's just like, I love pussy and I love bitches. And everyone's like, hell yeah, him for class president. Mm-hmm. Or like um, someone who's high and it's just like, I love pussy. I love bitches. Dude, I should be running PETA. Yeah, that moment of like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna run for PETA. Don't even, don't even tell me not to, dude. It's a great idea. Well, the person's like, what do you mean run for PETA? That's just not something you could do. And you're like, shut up. I'm gonna <laughs> run. He doesn't say running PETA. He says, I'm gonna run for PETA. And they're like, can so, you stop smoking right now, please? You're so high. What's so crazy about these early Don Glover songs are just like how. There are so many jokes. There are so many yeah. jokes. And they're good. They're good jokes. They're really funny. <laughs> yeah. Which is almost like doing the Lyric Boys podcast. We're not used to doing someone's lyrics who are like purposely making really funny lyrics. Like some of the lyrics we do talk about are tongue in cheek or funny. But a lot yeah. of them are also like serious or different and we make jokes about that. This is like this person is like making hilarious jokes. <laughs> so yeah. it's like how do you even talk Move about Move white that? girls like this coke up my ass crack. <laughs> Also, putting putting the word ass crack in a, a hip-hop song is so fucking perfect. Like, it's just so... It so doesn't fit, but also is just like... There could have been no other word to say. Like, like you could say, coke up my ass, or like... But like, ass crack. Like, what a visual. What a visual that word is. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> There's another lyric in this song that I didn't pick, but is just classic. And I almost did is my dick is like an accent mark. It's all about the overease. Yeah. With the ovaries. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Just so, like, it's so punny. It's so funny. It and is punny. It's punny. Funny and punny. It is great. Yeah. It's great. We love that lyric. Yeah. And this is why the song was like entertaining as fuck. And people were like, hell yeah. Yeah, and then um, and, yeah. but like again, you get those gatekeepers who are like, "Hip hop should be serious. Like, it can't be funny." It's like, "Fuck you! It could be serious and funny." A big thing, and we'll talk about this probably at some other point in the podcast. Is a big thing I think about Don Glover's early career is him talking about not fitting in anywhere, mm-hmm. not him being this nerdy black dude feeling like he wasn't black enough for other people, but also not being a white nerd and not being comfortable in that space. And it's him yeah. not fitting in. And it's him not feeling there's a place in the world for him. And I feel like a lot of the reviews of the album kind of glossed over that. And we're just like, 
you're not rap. You don't belong because you are too nerdy and funny. And it's like, dude, you're you are doing the exact thing that Donald Glover is saying. And in a way, like I, we're not obviously the guys to really be yes. diving deep into this. But I just want to say that, like that, if you if you perpetuate that as as a music reviewer, then like there's no judge. There's no other way to say that it's fucking racist. Yeah. Like to 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 tell somebody like Donald Glover you don't belong in rap because you are making funny nerdy referential lyrics then then that's fucking racist. Yeah, and I I, I just I think that's one reason I've always really respected Donald Glover is that hey he fucking does what he wants to do. Yeah, and he's, he uh, yeah. knows he's fucking talented and he'll do it. But yeah, I, you know that he was able to be really vulnerable in these lyrics while also being incredibly funny. Yeah, absolutely. I got to turn on these lights real quick because it's fucking dark. All right. This is the solo illusion part of the podcast where uh, I get crazy. So if the podcast were illusion solo podcast, I'd be like, hey, I'm Lucian and you're listening to Lyric Boys. Lucian, what do you think? And he'd be like, hi, Lucian. You are such a handsome snack. And I'd be like, oh, Lucian, stop. Seriously, stop. You've tried that shit on me over and over again. And I'd be like, Lucian, fair. But whenever you're ready, I'm there for you. Anyway, I was right. trying to imagine what a solo podcast would be like, and I did not like it. You know, I'm going to keep this in. <laughs> Great. So, uh, let me do my first Donald Glover lyric. You want to hear it? My first child should be in a lyric. Do. I do. So, I picked a, a song from Because the Internet, which I think that is my favorite Donald Glover album. I, I just it's really think good. that is a good album. Mm-hmm. And so, the song is Roman numerals 2. World star. So the song is world star. And this is, I think this song introduced me to the concept of what world star is like the website where people, it's like a video, it's like a YouTube website, but it's known for like people fighting and someone in the background going world star. And then that became just like anytime anything, there's yeah. a contention in the world. Uh, people are like, have a disagreement. Someone yeah. It's known for like star. crazy street fights yeah. or like crazy shit where you're like, Oh, oh fuck. That's the reaction I feel like I get while watching. <laughs> yeah. So the, the lyric in the song world star, and I love the song. It's a fun, this is a really, this is like Donald Glover being a little less jokey, but still very funny. Mm-hmm. And this song kind of like, it's, it's very hard, but the song kind of unfolds like he's rapping and then in the middle of the song there's like a world star-esque fight and then people just chant world star and then it ends with like a really jazzy cool outro so it's a very cool song and i enjoy it but the lyric is she on hollywood and vine thinking that she hollywood on vine throwback that's it that's all that's the whole lyric i want let, so, I mean, do uh, you know? You remember Vine? I remember Vine. Well, yeah. I don't know if a lot of the uh, the TikTokers out there may. I know. Or the Gen Zers may not remember Vine. I'm sure they do, but like well, they were young. So let me just explain what that like. So basically, Don Glover is talking about this person who's on Hollywood and Vine, which is an intersection in LA. Just to like be clear and be an analysis person, that is an intersection in Los Angeles, the city of uh, in California. And this woman is making a video on Hollywood and Vine thinking that she's Hollywood on Vine. So she's thinking she's like a Hollywood actress and on Vine, which was like the original TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. This lyric six is... Six second videos. Six second videos. Very funny. But this this lyric is hilarious. That is a funny lyric. But also I was thinking how like this lyric only works in that one example. Any other way, any other street intersection, any other app, 
it doesn't make sense anymore. So it's like, she's on like, I, I forget exactly which LA streets intersect. So LA listeners don't get mad at me. But if you're like, she's on like Vermont and sixth thinking that she's Hollywood on Instagram live. That's not, that's not a good lyric anymore. Right. No. Or if you're like, okay, she's on Hollywood and sixth thinking she's Hollywood on Vine, then you don't have the both Vine, ooh, so that doesn't ooh, work. I gotta go in. She's on Hollywood and Six, thinking that she's Hollywood and Sick. Mm. There you go. There you go. Or like, she's on Hollywood. It's and not Vine. as good as Donald Glover. <laughs> she's on Hollywood and Vine, thinking that she's Hollywood on TikTok. Doesn't work. <laughs> so like, this lyric came out of the perfect time where you could be Hollywood on Vine while being on Hollywood and Vine, and there's not many intersections where that would work for an app. Like, what? There's no Twitter Street. You know, there's no Instagram street. There's no Facebook street. There's no like any of these streets. Let's so, shout out Silicon Valley app developers. Please make another app that corresponds to a street so that we can have another lyric like this. Please. The next app has to be like, uh, there's a new app clubhouse, right? Yeah. So maybe clubhouse it's like a baseball team. Sometimes. You could be like, she's uh, Hollywood in the baseball clubhouse. Thinking that she's Hollywood on Clubhouse. <laughs> Boom. Or just like make an app that's just like 45th Street. She's on Hollywood and 45th Street thinking that I, she's Hollywood and 45th Street. I do feel like there should be an app called Broadway. That seems like an app name. Ooh, good one. That's good. All right. Silicon so, Valley app developers. Patent pending. <laughs> you heard it here first. If anybody tries to develop the app Broadway, we're coming to sue you. That reminds me of the fact that there's someone who had the name at Lucian Flores on Twitter and then got fucking banned for Twitter. Twitter for suspending the the Twitter terms and, and whatever. And I've always been like, motherfucker, Twitter. How long has this account been suspended? Why can't you give it to me? Everyone's going to look up Lucian Flores on Twitter and think I got suspended for doing something bad and it wasn't me. It's wow. this random other person. And I want that username. So t- listeners at home who work for Twitter.com, please help me out. I think this is a conspiracy because I think what you're going to do now is tweet something so horrible and offensive <laughs> so that you can go back to this podcast and be like, it wasn't me. Like, I didn't do it. It was the other Lucian Flores. See, I already said, see, this was even before I this tweet came out. See? It would be like a real lesson for me and humiliated if just like the user count at NYC Lucian on Twitter just skyrocketed thanks to this pod. Anyway, what's your second uh, <laughs> Childish Gambino lyric? You fucking sell out. You sell out whore. Listen, I don't have any problem with selling out. I'll totally do a Lyric Boys episode on ExxonMobil if we could. <laughs> I would do that. Here at the Lyric Boys, we're dissecting 10 uh, spills in ExxonMobil history. <laughs> Number one. Wow, that time they spilled in the Gulf of Mexico. What a hilarious time. So many wildlife died and so many uh, global catastrophes have probably happened as a result from the you temperature s- of the oceans increasing. It's like when the oil goes in the water, the water becomes black and it becomes black water. That's crazy, man. All right. <laughs> we're losing the audience. They're finishing <laughs> yeah. up their BMs and they're like... wow they're finishing up now it's been like a half an hour (laughs) Uh, my second lyric is also from the same fucking song it's from world star and the lyric is it's a great song the lyric is put shrooms in my roommate's coffee and got more likes than a white girl talking love it um 
That's very funny. I I looked up um, like more likes than a white girl talking. So that could mean two things, not to get mm-hmm. super analysis mm-hmm. heavy here, but it could mean how white girls, when they talk to a lot of times, they're like, 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 you know. Or it could also mean that he's specifically talking about like white girls on YouTube tend to get a lot of likes at this mm-hmm. time, especially Lyrics Genius points out... Um, hmm. Jenna Marbles is one okay. of the people. Uh, do you remember Jenna Marbles? I remember the name. I don't think I ever watched her. Videos. Anyway, she was just a white girl talking, and she blew up and got a lot. Like she went to BU, by the way. Yeah. Boston um, University. Shout out us because we went to Boston University. <laughs> Go Terriers. Check out that pennant for the YouTube watchers who like to look at our beautiful snack faces. They get the <laughs> Terriers pennant in the background. Hell yeah. Um, one of my favorite tropes in comedy is I've told you this before. It'll Thanks. never get old to me. What? It doesn't matter how overplayed it is. When a character unknowingly takes drugs and oh, yeah. goes on a trip, okay. it is so fucking oh, funny Oh, okay, me. yeah. So, like, put shrooms in my roommate's coffee. I do not condone doing that in real life. Yeah. But, like... Uh, that's just an, just like the the start of like ooh mm-hmm. like what's gonna happen now like I want to see that play out like I want to see what happens like he goes well, to work and he's just like I don't feel so good something's some's a little weird I got two things to say about that one is that is like I could see that being a hilarious vine that people loved and it's like my roommate is on shrooms and is experiencing ego death please laugh at him. <laughs> he's, he's like I have found my true nature. Everyone's like look at this idiot. <laughs> Second one is, you told me a story the other day about your granddad, and if oh, someone yeah. were filming that, do you think that would go viral? Oh, 100%. So what, what is the story? Tell the content hounds at home who are just like, want to know. Okay, so the story about my grandpa is that um, in the 1950s, there was this thing called MK Ultra, a government sort of like program i guess some would call it a conspiracy but it really definitely happened because it was basically like the government was experimenting with these drugs on veterans and people who were currently serving in the army to see the effects that they had um and a whole slew of other things but my grandpa um who was a veteran at that time from world war ii heard of it he, uh, I was just about as I heard of it. I, is that become such a common joke in our, the way we talk, yeah, where we just say is. a thing that everyone knows? We're like, heard of it. <laughs> World so, War Two is when we beat the Nazis. Heard of them? Heard of them. <laughs> yeah, you heard of the Nazis? So he came home and he was out of his fucking mind. And my grandma says that he like opened the window to their upstairs apartment and he was proclaiming that he was jesus christ and he was going to jump out the window because he could fly and there's no history of any type of like schizophrenia or hallucinations in my family so the only conclusion that we could draw was that he had some hallucinogenic probably lsd um because that was like the thing at the time that the government was giving this but anyway he like tried to jump out the window my grandma had to hold him back my um my uncle who is yeah my mom's brother had to call an ambulance and like the ambulance basically like stabilized him and like he came down um, and that's the end of the story. But like, imagine seeing like a TikTok. I'm sure yeah. you can find this well, stuff then of a guy being like, "I'm Jesus like, Christ." 
Sorry, at the hospital, they were like, this man is on LSD, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They did say that he was on, like, some hallucinogenic. Yeah. They, I mean, I, I think that it was LSD, but, like, they were like, oh, he's see. he's on a hallucinogenic right now. Yeah. Like, so the, anyway, yeah. I just wanted to get that part because it's important that those actually verified. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, it was actually they, it was true, and your grandpa is not someone who does hallucinogenics. No, no. So. No, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had to, um, yeah, they basically were like, he's on hallucinogenics he's gonna come down it'll be fine but like how <laughs> fucking crazy hilarious that story. video on tiktok would be like lol my grandpa is thinks he's jesus and it was yeah. like this old man being like i'm jesus christ and you'd be like oh lol grandpa you're just on drugs yeah okay here wikipedia says mk ultra uh code name given to a program the cia program of experiments on human subjects that were designed and undertaken by the CIA, some of which were illegal. Yeah. So they basically were like giving people drugs and were like, hmm, what's this? What did do? MK stand for? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Audience at home, if you know what MK stands for, tweet at us at the Lyric Boys podcast and say MK stands for mostly crazy. Killing it. Killing it. I don't know. You want to know my... crazy for a second. Second Childish Gambino lyric I do It's from the song Sweatpants Also from Because the Internet Love that song And the lyric is Ain't nobody sicker in my Fisker Vroom vroom ho Ain't nobody Fiskers don't make noise when they start up Just so you know So so this is like a very hype part of the song So just so anyone doesn't know I looked it up So Fisker I always assumed was a motorcycle or a car Apparently, it's a brand of electric car, okay? So, it makes sense when an electric car starts up, it doesn't really make much of a noise. So, this is a really hype part of the song where he's like, ain't nobody sicker in this, like, dope car that I have. Vroom, vroom. And then the song just, like, kind of stops. The beat Don literally Glover, cuts out. Yeah, and Donald Glover's is like, or Donald, Donald Glover, he called him Donald Glover's. <laughs> Donald Glover is like, Fiskers don't make noise when they start up, just so you know. That's hilarious to me that he he corrects his song and he corrects his lyric. And it's just like, what a funny moment. So, yeah, I imagine him talking yeah. to like Ludwig or the producer and being like, listen, I'm rich and I want to tell you something about being rich. That's like the character he's playing here. Yeah. Well, it's, it's two things. One, it's like, they're like, Donald, you know, you could write like about cars that make noises. He's like, no, it has to be a Fisker. But Fiskers don't make noise. But I really love this room, room. So it's two things that came up to mind here. One is that it made me think, okay, so I write scripts, I write comedy, I write comedy sketches, you do too. And there's sometimes when you're writing- Don't tell me what I do. (laughs) There's sometimes when you're making a joke or writing comedy sketches where you're like, well, technically this isn't really true. And you're like, but, and it's like, no one cares if this thing, like, okay, example, in the Mighty Ducks movie, when they do a flying V, they are offside. In a real game, that would not count because they are offside, <laughs> and the, the play would be called the play would be called dead. All right, the ner- no one that cares. The no one's watching the Mighty Ducks being like nerdiest thing you've ever said on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so no one watches the Mighty Duck movie and they're like, "Oh my god, they're offside. That goal does not count. The Ducks lose. Go Eagles or whoever they play." Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. This is to me like that type of person who is like, you have to be technically true. And I feel like that's always like, sometimes when you like do like 
get notes from people that are like, technically, like, in order to do this, you got to do this. And it's like, okay, but no one, no one cares. No one gives a shit. You know, the Mighty Ducks movie isn't made for like an NHL player to watch and be like, <laughs> oh, that's the strategy. I, I need to. Yeah. Barry okay, Trotz, the coach of the Islanders, is like, okay, let's time to watch the game film now. And it's just the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. So it, it kind of reminded me of that. It's like you have to be accurate at all costs. And you know what? If being accurate means this joke is less funny, then so be it. <laughs> Imagine Mike. if every comedian was like that and like oh, they yeah. put an asterisk on like every joke and they're like, listen, this didn't actually You're happen. like, last night I was at the bar and I got so drunk. Actually, I only had one beer and this was at Applebee's, but it's funnier at a bar. <laughs> and it's funnier when I'm drunk because what I'm about to say is problematic. And actually it happened to a friend and not me, but I, it's in my voice, right? So, And also I'm making this up. It didn't happen to anybody. It just came to mind and I thought it would be a funny story to share. Do you and like all, it? And also I'm not live doing comedy in front of an audience. I am naked in a shower and I've already shampooed and I'm shampooing twice because I don't like my family and I'm safe in here. And also I am <laughs> chained up in a padded room in a straight jacket because I can't stop talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is this is this is the song for that. Second thing I saw is that Lyrics Genius was like this could be a reference to Kendrick Lamar's backseat freestyle where he goes, start up that Maserati and vroom vroom I'm racing. I would buy that. Yeah. I would buy that 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 is a reference to it, but I don't I don't know if it is, but just very funny lyric. I love the idea that like I just love the idea that he wrote the song and like someone else was like, listen. This is a great song, and and Fiskers I know work in your rhyme scheme, and and but they don't make noise at startups, so you're really gonna have to mention something. Cause okay, I know most of your audience is just like normal people, but there are people out there who really love Fiskers, and those guys are gonna go on the message board and be like, Donald Glover doesn't know anything about electric cars. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like other lyrics where you could be like, now hold on, technically. The metaphor I'm making here is a bit of a stretch. Um, okay. You know, when I say we are the champions, really, we weren't technically the champ. We came in second place, um, but it's just more fun to say that we're the champions. Okay. You can check out of the Hotel California and you can leave. <laughs> they don't imprison you there forever, okay? You can check out anytime it's actually you want, a lovely you just place. can't never leave. That's not yeah. true. They're going to yeah. let you leave because if they entrap you there, that is a violation. That is a violation and they could be sent to jail. Sing okay, us a song. Eagles, so sing us a song, You're the Piano Man. I actually wasn't... What I was technically playing was a... Uh, like an accordion that had like piano keys on it, but that didn't flow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, give me your third Donald Clover lyric. I was technically playing a synthesizer. Okay, my third Donald Clover. It's a synthesizer turned on the piano setting. Sing what? us a song. You are the synth player using a piano-based <laughs> preset. <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, that's what you are. I just I strive for accuracy. Okay. Yeah. My third childish Gambino lyric is from the very famous and great <laughs> song Redbone. And the lyric is, you want to make it right, but now it's too late. My peanut butter chocolate cake with Kool-Aid. I'm trying not to waste my time. What a disgusting combination. 
peanut butter chocolate cake with Kool-Aid. That sounds fucking gross. And it always like strikes me as like like he's trying to tell this woman how beautiful she is. Uh and if somebody called me peanut butter chocolate cake, fucking delicious. With milk, I'd be like, hell yeah. That makes me feel good. With Kool-Aid, I'm like, uh oh, so I leave like a gross sour taste in your mouth yeah. that combines horribly with peanut butter and chocolate. I don't want this combo. Peanut butter chocolate cake, like you said, delicious. Mm-hmm. With Kool-Aid, not my thing. But what do you think it means? I mean, maybe it does Again, mean that she leaves a bit of a sour taste in in his mind, even though she is like peanut butter chocolate cake. But so she's I think, calling he's calling her his peanut butter chocolate cake with Kool Aid. Yeah, she's saying you want to make it right, but uh, now it's too late. My peanut butter chocolate cake with Kool Aid. It's like you're you're. There's a lot of great parts about you, but. You just ultimately don't work. Individually, Imagine, you're like, great. Individually, yeah. you are amazing. But well, it's a great way to convey to someone. Mm-hmm. Like if you're breaking up with someone and you want to explain to them exactly why mm-hmm. <laughs> that you don't like them. And like you can't quite find the words. You're like, yeah. listen, there's a lot of things that are great about you, but you just leave like there's something sour about you that I just can't vibe with. And they're like, well, what the fuck are, do you mean? And they're like, Eat peanut butter chocolate cake and then drink Kool-Aid. That's your personality, okay? I also don't think of peanut, as, uh, Kool-Aid as sour. That's no, but I, no, no, no. Kool-Aid is sweet, but like the combination mm. of that. Like eat peanut butter chocolate cake and then drink Kool-Aid. It's like brushing your teeth and then drinking orange juice. Like that's yeah. just a sour, gross taste. And listen, look at that. Donald Glover doesn't have to be referential and ridiculous. To he did reference later. Kool-Aid. He referenced Kool-Aid, yes, but... Very true. Very true. And he also referenced peanut butter chocolate cake. I never, I, I actually never noticed his lyric in it in the song. Oh, it's so it stands out to yeah. me so much because the way he says it, like I hear his like falsetto. Is, no, is, it's it's kind. Of, this is gonna sound gross, but like I hear his like mouth and tongue because he's okay. like I feel like he's very close I mean, to the you mic. Mean to say, okay. He's like. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, and I feel like I, he just ate peanut butter chocolate cake with Kool Aid after saying this line. My Listen to it now, and you'll hear him like chocolate cake and Kool Aid. Yeah, it sounds like he's very close to the mic, and I love like the texture matches with yeah. uh, like the drums and the guitar. But okay, I look Gross. forward to listening to that. And I will say that's this, we probably that was the part of the podcast where we just lost all our listeners who were like Lucian was too he's masticating too hard. Am I right, folks? <laughs> Am I right? We don't like loud Listen, masticators. Everybody masticates. It's normal. Okay. Yeah. Don't let the church tell you otherwise. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't let the church. But then we get a loyal ASMR following though, and we're just like, Hello, I love ASMR. You have you have said that. You said that you don't like ASMR, but I, I fucking feel it. Hello and welcome to the Lyric Boys ASMR edition. You got to whisper. Hello, this episode we are talking about Donald Glover, who I happen to really like. I'm Lucian Flores, and with me is Andrew Stieglitz. On this episode, we're talking peanut butter chocolate cake. So that's how you do ASMR. You get that like ASMR creeps me out. I'll just be very fast with this. In the past, when I used to make comedy sketches pretty regularly, I used to look up sound effects on YouTube to go with the sketch because we did not have sound libraries and, and we didn't pay for things. And so, you know, we did some things we weren't allowed to do. 
and I remember once looking for a squishy noise. So I looked for pasta being um, moved, mixed around in a bowl, which is a very squishy noise. Mm-hmm. And I came across this ASMR video that there's this woman who was basically making pasta and talking about it with ASMR. And she's like, pasta is from. <laughs> I can't take those videos seriously. And I was just like, who's watching this? That's like, okay, I want ASMR. I want my neck hairs to tingle, but I also want to know about the great Italian cuisine of pasta. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe this video satiated both of my needs in one. <laughs> Love it. All right, what's anyway. your third lyric? So my this is my first camp lyric, so it's from the album Camp, and it's from the song El Yes, which Lower East Side, for all my non-New Yorkers who really Shout need out. to know. Shout out to the Lower East Side. So this was, okay, so I was listening to, of course, a lot of Childish Gambino preparing for this podcast, and you expect him to be very funny, and I had like heard so many times in my life and i forgot about this lyric it literally just made me laugh out loud when i heard it because the way he delivers it is so funny mm-hmm. but the lyric he's talking about like this kind of hipster person and the lyric is she got ironic tattoos on her back that ain't ironic bitch i love rugrats <laughs> and it's just like oh man so that that is like a classic Donald Glover, very refer, referential lyric to Rugrats, which is you don't know it's a TV show about a bunch of kids who are babies Rugrats, and Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon crawling yeah. around having fun. Um, <laughs> just the idea that like the way he says this lyric is so impassioned. He's like, "Bitch, I love Rugrats." Yeah, it's as if like, how dare you make fun of Rugrats for being an uncool thing to like in your like late twenties. Rugrats is cool no matter when. Right. Like you think you're being ironic by having Tommy Pickles in his diaper on your back. Like not only is that not ironic, it is so genuinely Tommy Pickles is a role model. Okay. So you may if you may as well have fucking Gandhi on your back. Okay. So Donald Glover goes to therapy and he's like, hey, therapist, um, listen, I'm dating this person and I really like her and, and she's got a tattoo of Rugrats on her back. And the therapist is like, Donald, this is a breakthrough in many, 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 many repeatedly constant sessions. You mentioned your love of Rugrats and how it shaped your worldview. So This sounds like a win for you. And Donald's like, listen, but she has this tattoo ironically. Right. <laughs> she doesn't and I actually love like Rugrats. So like. What's a Rugrat lover to do, you know? <laughs> well, that it is a little insulting sometimes if somebody, uh, if you yeah, like genuinely yes. like something and somebody's like, I guess I like it in like an ironic way. It's like, fuck you. It's the worst, right? Yeah. It's like you genuinely love like, um, if you were to like genuinely love Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly everyone's like, oh, we're Rick rolling each other. You're like. You're 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 sending a link to my favorite song of all time as a joke. <laughs> Why? It's good. Or, also, yeah. like, how far do you go with the joke? Too. Like, look at me. Like, I'm 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 doing hardcore drugs as a joke. Like, get it? How ironic is it that I'm shooting up heroin right now? Like, <laughs> get it? I do have a lyric later in the podcast that I think touches upon this territory some more. But I will say that. So many phrases I have started to use in my life as jokes have become part of my lexicon. Yeah. Like slaps and like lit 
and like my king and like <laughs> queen and like girl boss and like <laughs> they really have you, you the slaps is fam. 100% part of your real vocabulary now. I'm like all right lyric boy stands lyric boy fams this yeah, podcast Stan, slaps Stan and you know it started. and if you're a girl boss at home and you want us to tell us about how you're a queen and how I'm your king and this is a podcast for you baby anyway <laughs> Engage in our content online. Stan is definitely one that yeah. started ironic for me, and now it's kind of slipping into my real yes. Lexicon. So many. Oh, it is a hundred percent slipped into your lexicon. It has slid into oh, your DMs shit. of your lexicon. Oh shit! You're calling me yeah. out, dude. All these, even like little things like saying "yo" sometimes or "dude" or like some like uh, even saying "dude" started as a joke for me or like "brother" or like. As if like a really earnest brother is really funny to me. And it's just like, wow, how do these... uh... I remember dude started as a joke when I was in ninth grade. It started as a joke because I had a friend that said it all the time. Yeah. And I was just like kind of making fun of him. I was like, dude, dude. And it, I, it's all I say now. It 100%. It's like how I address people. It's also a problem in my text language when I'll send a text and I'll be like, why am I the way I am? <laughs> I'll send a text yeah, that's like, you "Hey, a you want to hang out tonight? Like that'll be fun." And it's like, "Hey, playa, let's say you and me engage in some content creation." Yeah, <laughs> your let's... texts sometimes sound like like a fifteen-year-old executive of like a major TikTok page trying to like create content <laughs> with people. It's literally, I think today you texted me, I'm going for a walk because it's nice outside. And I was like, I stand a beautiful nature loving king. Yeah. Go get that <laughs> the walk. Other day, you deserve it. The other day, I've, <laughs> I thought about this recently because the other day we were playing Battlefront 2. Heard of it. <laughs> and you said, and Star I said. Wars Battlefront 2, our favorite game of all time. Best online multiplayer game. Don't fucking at me. And, uh. I said to you, hold on, I got to get a drink real quick. And you said, hell yeah, we stand a hydrated king. <laughs> and it kind of like, in an unironic way, I was like, thank you. I am doing my best to keep myself alive. So That's all saying, anyone can ask for in these times. We stand <laughs> a hydrated king. And I stand to buy that statement. I will say that, like, there's sometimes where I just have become overly enthusiastic as a person. I'm a very enthusiastic person at times. And I feel like one thing I do well to, you know, pat myself, pat this king on the back for a minute, (laughs) is that I think I hype other people up sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, you do. (laughs) That's good. That's good in a good way. Yeah. So, like, sometimes I just do that or, like, someone does a normal thing and I'm just like, wait a minute. You get Am I in Spain? <laughs> because I'm looking at a king running a dope society in front of me. I don't know what that joke was. It's a bad joke. Why but my Spain? point. <laughs> is there even a king in Spain? I don't think so. I think there is. Okay. Who's the or king of Spain? Spain? It doesn't matter. It's it does not matter. The king of Spain is Felipe the <laughs> Sixth. Duh. King you Felipe. That, you literally said that like you said it like duh before you said duh. Like Felipe, bro. You don't know yeah. who fucking Felipe is. Felipe Juan Pablo Alfonso de Todos los Santos de Borbon y de Grecia. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
King of Spain. Sounds like nope. a joke name. <laughs> it does sound like a name. It's like, okay, when are you going to end this name? <laughs> At what point are you like satiated with enough names in his name to be considered a name? Or what do you like? <laughs> what are you compensating for here? You gonna pick this, a name. This is such a long name. Felipe Juan Pablo Alfonso de Todos Los Santos. It's okay. So it's Felipe Juan Pablo Alfonso of all of the saints of Bourbon and of Greece. De Grecia is that Greece? I'm not sure. Okay, like Felipe, we get it, and he's like, no, I'm king of all of the saints of Barbone. I don't know what Barbone is, but all the saints that are there, that's fucking me, bro. I love how uh, this is a really fun tangent, King. We are tangential kings, but we always know how to make a transition back into the podcast because we have learned that. From you want childhood. my fourth lyric? Childish. Childish? Gambino. <laughs> oh my God. You want my fourth lyric? Is that what you want right now? King? I love every lyric. It doesn't matter if it's lyric one, lyric two, lyric oh three, lyric god, four, lyric Oh my god, shut the fuck five. up. Okay. They're all lyric one to me. Everybody listening. hounds at home will agree. Everybody listening is like, Lucian, shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> Everyone who's listening who woke up with the case of the Mondays is thinking that. <laughs> Everyone with a healthy attitude on life loves me the most. Fun fact, we are not recording this on a Monday. Okay. What day of the week? We're going to be mysterious Mysterious. and not tell you. We're mysterious kids. (laughs) We're like the Stranger Thing kids. Oh my God. Okay. My fourth (laughs) fucking lyric. Can I goddamn get a fucking word in edgewise here? Yeah, King, do yourself. Live. (laughs) (laughs) Live, love, love. Come on. Okay. Uh, You know what? Live, laugh, love is going to like start to be an ironic thing. And then I'm going to like really get a live, laugh, love sign and put it up in my house and be like, oh shit, I like this. (laughs) Live, love, love. Sometimes I see those signs and I'm like, it's a really nice sign. I wish it just didn't say live, laugh, love. As I mentioned, someone the other day went up to me, gave me a peace sign and just said, nourish yourself. And I was like, okay. And now that's become a catchphrase of mine. It's so gonna, nourish- that's going to be a real thing that enters your real lexicon now. Nourish yourself. <laughs> okay. My fourth lyric is from the album, again, Awaken My Love. Seriously, one of my favorite albums of all time. I believe Uh, it. From the song California. And it goes, She want to move to California. She must have fucking lost her mind. She want to move to California. That's how they get you every time. She make a movie with her friends. Put it up in a minute. Everybody say, ain't no loop at the minute. Everybody saying, how? How you do it? You did it. She want to move who's to California. They? So like, who's they saying okay. that's how they get you? We'll break it down a little bit. Yeah. So like, that's how. Well, exactly is like somebody being like, I think I want to move to California, and this like crazy conspiracy theorist being like, that's how they fucking get you. First to move, you move to California, then they indoctrinate you into their liberal left wing Hollywood elitist cult okay then next thing you know you're making a movie with your friends and you can't even loop it at a minute okay videos these days on tiktok need to loop at a minute you can't even fucking do that and now you're indoctrinated into this leftist cult in california that's why we need to stay right here in good old des moines iowa king i have done enough ganja and i have (laughs) been out in the sun a long enough a time and i don't drink water because you know what's in the water 
aka fluoride, aka mind control, aka Bill Gates, aka I'm a smart man. My favorite website is no website because I keep my information free of anyone telling me what to do. (laughs) Anyway, if you move to California, you're going to go out in the sun. You're going to go to the lovely beaches there and you're going to get sunburnt and you're going to get pruned and you're going to wrinkle up and you're going to become ultimately a California raisin. And they're going to put you in a tin and sell you back to the man so people can eat you up. And that's why you don't go to California. And that's how they get you. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. But imagine going to your friend and be like, she she wants to move to California. She must have lost her fucking mind. Like, that's such an extreme reaction Mm -hmm. to be like, I think I should move to a different state. Have you lost your fucking mind, California? You know what goes on there? As someone who's uh, moving to California at some point this year. You must have lost your fucking mind. Lost my fucking mind. I do think that about California, though. It's like, it's cool. It's fine. I like it's California. Fine. New York is a... I stand New York. It is a state that has everything. California also has everything. But you know what? I'm from New York, and I'm always going to have that New York pride where I have to needle at California a little bit and be like, you're not the best. And I just don't know if I'll ever be able to shed that. (laughs) I I understand it. I think California does like New York has, has everything, but also California has everything. Like California legit has like cities, mountains, Mm -hmm. skiing, desert, fucking it's beautiful. I love it. I stand. I, I'm a California stand. Love it. Do you want to hear my uh, next lyric? If you haven't lost your fucking mind. Yes. So my lyric is from the song, Do You Like, which is from a mixtape that Donald Glover made called The Cul-de-Sac. All right, we get it. We get it. You're cool. In 2010. Fucking doing mixtapes and shit. He he says these huge famous albums out and you're like, I'm going to pull from a mixtape, okay? Because I'm just, I'm like that, okay? I respect the intelligence of the content hands at home. I respect that they have varied and diverse tastes. So I'm going to give him a lyric from here, a lyric from there, a lyric from there, a lyric from there. It's not like we make an Interpol lyric, an Interpol podcast that Andrew Stieglitz pulls lyrics only from their most famous album, Turn On The Bright Lights. Like he doesn't respect the content hands at home who are living their best lives wanting varied song selections. I pull lyrics from songs that I know. Yeah, that's the difference between you and me, among right. other things. Right, among <laughs> among that, I'm just better in every way than you. Yeah, 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 yeah. My uh, under six foot friend. Ooh. <laughs> wow, wow, that was really douchey. That was really douchey. I hate myself for saying that. I don't okay. actually think that's. I'm keeping it in. I'm keeping it keep in. Keep it in. Keep it in. I'm red. I'm a red king right now. <laughs> okay. So the lyric I'm from proud of my like, average height. I know, I know. It was mean. I was mean. I don't think I'm better because I'm hot taller and I could dunk a basketball and I could block you a basketball and also I could reach planes and put luggage into planes. Give after. us your fucking lyric already. How about that? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being the conscience and the voice of the audience. I need you. <laughs> so the lyric is yes, I'm drinking whiskey. Baby, I am gone tonight. NBC is not the only thing I'm coming on tonight gross why the fuck i say these things (laughs) so that's a good community reference there by the way because he's on nbc it kind of makes me think of you because i know you love whiskey i do love whiskey and whenever you drink whiskey you text me and you're like i'm drunk (laughs) (laughs) 
that's basically it. It just that's who you are, right? Whiskey so just could, makes me happy. Like the feeling. I yeah. love gin. Gin and whiskey are the two liquors that I'm just like. I'm a happy drunk. Yeah. So it, well, just that vibe of like I'm drinking whiskey. I'm gone. And then to be like NBC is not the only thing I'm coming on tonight. Aggressive second lyric. That's so aggressive. <laughs> to be clear, it's yeah. Just if anyone doesn't it also know, sounds like- community was on NBC, so him being on NBC. That's the joke. Well, it sounds like he so this is season one, like early, early community, right? Yeah. So like when you're on that early of a show, like obviously there's always fear that it's gonna be canceled and you're just gonna turn into a nobody, right? Because yeah. It's not going to, it may not be a successful show. So like I'm imagining this guy who just got like a pilot deal made and the pilot is showing on NBC and he's taking this girl out and he's like, you know, I got a, I got a pilot on NBC. It's coming on tonight. And she's like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then he just gets so fucking full of himself from that. He's just like, and also NBC is not the only thing I'm coming on tonight. And she is like, it's a first date. It's like one of the first things he says and she slaps him in the face and leaves. She says, have fun coming on a double ply tissue, you fucking asshole. <laughs> have fun coming on single ply tissue, you f- poor person. Have fun coming on the grass. <laughs> anyway. Outside, so, like a maniac. <laughs> like a fucking animal. <laughs> so, the most re- this is one of the most relatable Donald Glover lyrics. Not for that f- first two lines, but for gross, why the fuck I say these things. I think that constantly. I think that all the time and like even if I tell a joke that I'm like this is really funny like I wrote a script the other day and I sent it in and I after I send it in I'm just like there's so many inappropriate jokes in this that I feel great shame for and I think they're funny I think they're really funny and I like stand by them but also what the fuck is wrong with me that is a constant thing where I'll make a joke and be like why Well, here's the thing that I am grateful for. I'm grateful to actually have that as part of this podcast because I feel like I have the opposite in my head sometimes where I don't have the voice in my head that says, don't say that. And the Lyric Boys fans, there's some, there's a little bit, not to uh, give you too much behind the scenes, but there's some, let's say, footage that, uh, or like audio snippets that have not made it into the podcast because Lucian, thank God, has (laughs) was like, Maybe that joke went a little too far. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like early in the podcast when you were just like, I'm going to be a sex guy. <laughs> well, it wasn't a sex. It wasn't no, about no, that. No. It was just like, I think that crude, crass, disgusting sex yeah. jokes yeah. are funny. And I say them. But then like, also then I would listen back and be like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> it's like also if a joke works, it works sometimes. And yeah. if it just like slightly doesn't work, then it is embarrassing. Yeah. And that's the hard line to draw. And good thing my jokes always fucking land. Yeah, exactly. I stand a consistent king. <laughs> so, um, so just the there's so many times, even like I'll write a script or read a script I haven't looked at in a couple of months and be like, I came up with that. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> I'll just literally be like, who got who thought of that? Me? No. No, that's messed up. Me? Oh, but it's kind of funny, though. <laughs> I think of that sometimes when I write yeah. sketches. Um, yeah. I come back to it. I'm like, oh, whoa, this is fucking funny. And sometimes when you film sketches that you made and you wrote something ridiculous in the script and then you see it playing out in front of you and you're just like, 
Wow. Everyone on set, like the production designer designed this thing. This actor right now just ripped off his shirt and yelled. Because I told him Into to. the mic. Because of I a joke I wrote. A piece of paper. And now everyone is committed to this. <laughs> and they're getting paid money. And they're putting this on their reel. And it, they're coming together to do this hilariously insane thing. Yeah. And you're just like, that's nice. <laughs> or or you're just like, I am a god. I can control what people do. If I write it on a piece of paper, they will do it. <laughs> yeah, that's when it gets a little, when you, when you have a little bit of a god complex and that's not a good place to be in. No. <laughs> I do not stand a god complex. <laughs> you know, I know yeah. you're saying that ironically, but it very soon is going to become non-ironic. No, I definitely it is not. I use Stan all the time, but I also slap. I thought everyone used slap. And then my friends in a group chat the other day on a Zoom were telling me that I um, am the only one they know who uses slap. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Everyone uses slap. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anybody else who says slaps, but I like it. I like it as a word. I think it's a good, a good word. That word slaps. All right. Give me your um, fifth and final Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover lyric. Hell yeah, my fifth and final lyric is from the album Camp. And it is from the song Heartbeat. The lyric is, I'm paranoid that these girls want something from me. And it's hard to make a dime go 100. And my dude freaking out over a worse fate. She on time, but she late for their first date. Because he went and tried tried out all new condoms. Slipped off into threesome. Good problems, right? Wrong. Asking him if she's going to play games with the Super Smash Brothers, but none of them you. So there's a lot. There's a lot there. There's references, right? You got a video game reference. The funniest mm-hmm. thing about that lyric to me, if I could isolate a funny moment, is yes. he went and tried out all new condoms. <laughs> like, like he's in the store. He's like, so tell me about this one. It is ribbed for her pleasure? He's talking to the so, pharmacist. Um, <laughs> when you say ribbed, what that mean? He drops, also, he drops his pants and he's like, let me just see if this will fit. Give me about so that, 30 seconds. I like the idea that he's in this threesome. He's like, all right, so this condom comes from Greece and it's a 2021. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's wine. Yeah. Or he's this just like, one, like they're about to have sex, right? It's like a heated, passionate moment. And he's like, okay, great. I have a vintage 1965 ultra rare condom, okay? I can use that if you want. If your taste maybe is a little bit more modern, I have a beautiful 2018. So this one is lamb skin, which, you know, classic, makes me feel like an animal. <laughs> makes me feel like a hunter. Makes my member downstairs feel like he conquered nature. <laughs> But Immediately, then, she's like, "If you use the word member one more time, this is over." <laughs> she's like, "How was I meant to refer to it?" It's like other oh, than yeah. my member. Oh yeah, my member. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a threesome; it's a foursome because my members. <laughs> Me, you, her, and my member. <laughs> I also like that. It's like he's a nineteen like, twenties guy having sex. He's like, "Ah, oh, see, Dame, why don't you suck on my member right there?" It's like a Cary Grant film. Cary Grant motion picture. Or Jimmy Stewart, perhaps, would do that more. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart's like, see here, why don't you suck on my member there? 
I can't do Jimmy Stewart. I'm very grateful that we don't have like really gratuitous graphic sex scenes with like those actors who I know and love. Like I'm glad. I know because if it was today, today everybody's making like fucking mm-hmm. like pornos basically. Like on Netflix, <laughs> they are dude. Netflix shows are getting out of control. And like, like if, Jimmy Stewart if, would have to have a Twitter. He would have to have a Twitter, but also he'd have to like do full frontal nudity in order to like work as an actor today. Yeah. So anyway, another funny thing about this lyric. Another funny thing about this lyric is uh, slipped off in a threesome. Good problems. Like in what world is that a good thing? That he's like, that's a good thing, right? And then he's like, right, wrong, wrong. It's like what moment (laughs) where he was like, yeah, what moment where I'm listening. Was I on board for a second with the like, right. Also, look, not to be too graphic, but like slipped off in a threesome. You know, I can't picture. I I don't visualize how that can happen. Just just a question. I don't see it happening. Lyric boys, content hands at home. Have you were ever in a threesome? If you have any idea how a condom can slip off during sexual intercourse where it just flies off a member smacking <laughs> someone in the face, please email us at lyricboyspod at gmail.com. Subject line R-E slipping off a member. It's like the way send you, us an email and let us know. The way you describe it is like he's having like just regular sex, right? And all of a sudden the condom like falls from the sky and he's like, whoa, how'd that happen? Another so this song is also kind of interesting because it's it's kind of like him sleeping with someone he's on and off again with or like someone he really liked as a kid or really like had a good thing with and now it's just sex and he's very confused mm-hmm. and it's it's a very messy song this is a very messy song he's not in a great place emotionally and I think the end of the song ends with him going are we dating are we fucking are we best friends are we something in between that I wish we never fucked and i mean that but not really you say the nastiest shit in bed and it's fucking awesome (laughs) which is such a stream of consciousness such a stream of consciousness and such like a guy thing to be he's like i don't know if we're like in love or if you're just using me or if i'm just using you should we have ever done this and it's like nah you say dirty stuff (laughs) (laughs) he calls it a member i love that yeah member Wow. Uh, I remember. I, I stand. The very first day that that member. I, I don't know. Some I Earth, Wind, and Fire references. Everyone, we know. We stand the song September. Um, Are we on your fifth lyric right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, Lucian has another lyric for us. As if he hasn't said fucking enough already. That's right. Audience at home, you love the sound of my voice as much as I love the sound of my voice. Doubt it, because I fucking love the sound of my voice. So my fifth <laughs> Donald Glover, Tyler's Gonna Be No Lyric, is from the song All the Shine mm. off of the album Camp. And I think this just encom- encom- encompasses everything we've talked about on this podcast. So wow, how can it possibly do that? Well, I'll tell you, friends. The lyric is, I am a role model I am not these other guys. I rap about my dick and talk about what girls is fly. I know it's dumb. That's the fucking reason I'm doing it. So why does everyone have a problem with talking stupid shit? Or is it real shit? Because 
Sometimes that stupid shit is real shit. Like, when you make out with your best friend's baby sis, you know the one with short hair you used to babysit? See, that's not even right. (laughs) You with the different girl like each and every fucking night and kiss her while she's sleeping and sneak out the front to catch a flight. That's not life, dude. It's just making up for fucks I missed in high school. Wow. Well, he in this lyric, he does the same thing that he does with the Fisker, which is he says, see, that's not even right. Like he's correcting himself already. Mm -hmm. What's going to be like, I'm a stickler for accuracy. (laughs) And everyone's like, nobody knows the person or the reference you're making. So like, it's okay to just say that you used to babysit this girl and now you're making out with her. And he's like, no, no, no. I need you to know that's not entirely accurate. See, I didn't babysit her. Technically, uh, uh, uh. I was babysitting someone else. She was next door. She would come over. But anyway, it just makes more sense for me to say I babysat her. Yeah. The reason I, I won't ever be a stand-up com- comedian is that I, I feel wrong stretching the truth. It's not because I'm um, not funny. No. No, it's not that. It can't be that. Um, so what I... Okay. I like that he talks about it, the fact that he raps about his dick a lot. And he's like, I know it's dumb, but that's why I do it. But yeah. I do like that, you know, it's it's that thing where he's talking about why does everyone have a problem with talking stupid shit or is it real shit? It's kind of like, once again, doing something ironically and then it becomes part of your real life, too. <laughs> it's like what we were talking about with saying Stan. It's just yeah. like... Hey, is it or, stupid? Is Stan stupid or is it real? Or it's like a thing you and I do and many people do, which is make a self-deprecating joke because you're getting ahead of how you can be made fun of. Am I right? Right? It's like you walk in a room and you're like, oh, what's up with this uh, dumb man who just sucks the air out of everything and just constantly wants to make everything into a joke. Am I right? And everyone's like, this is a wake. (laughs) (laughs) Or everyone's like, wow, glad you said it because I wasn't going to be the one to say something. But (laughs) There's a fine line with self-deprecation. You know, there's a fine line. I try to do it a little bit, but not too much. Because there is the line where it's just like, wow, that man truly hates himself. <laughs> and if I, and I love myself better than I love you, so you better think I thought about premeditated murder. <laughs> Sorry, that's a shout out Whoa, to Kanye. 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 Anyway, um, yeah, I love self deprecating jokes too. I used to make them a lot more often. But now I realize that I am a hydrated king and I don't need to, <laughs> to make them this much. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely like, used to. become more comfortable. Yeah. I think there was one time where I was on a date with a girl and I made Ooh. some self-deprecating jokes and then she kind of ghosted me. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't have done that because I feel like that's not... If there's any time not to... Because I thought I was just being funny. But then I realized like... Yeah, if there's any time to not be self-deprecating, it's on a fucking first date. <laughs> I would I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I think there's a way to there's be self-deprecating yeah. in a charming way, like a little bit. But then when it becomes too much, it's like, oh, hi, sorry, I'm late. My mind's just, that's not even that funny. But if you're just like, you make a little tiny joke about like ordering shrimp because you're a shrimp or something. No, I honestly and you do I that don't in a even, funny way. That's great. Yeah. But then you're like, yeah, and I fucking hate myself. <laughs> no, I don't like, even okay. remember what the joke was. To be honest, I yeah. do remember thinking, like the day a day later, being like, yeah, that was probably a, like a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a safety mechanism, right? You, yeah. You're getting out ahead of like what you think other people can use against you. And if you use it, then you hide behind it. That's what it is. And wow. Dr. Flores here, everybody, uh, the world-renowned psychologist. I stan myself. <laughs> Could you imagine if a therapist was just like, if you were like, yeah, I'm trying to do a lot of work on myself, but I'm, I'm feeling really self-separating. Therapist was like, I stan you, king. You are my king. You build me up. <laughs> would you go back to that therapist <laughs> or would you be like, no, thank you? <laughs> If my therapist were like, Lucian, you're a king. And when I say king, <laughs> I shout out a king. And right now, honey, you a king. I'd be like, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> I would be like, no, thank you. I want my money back for this session. <laughs> Sorry, I just shouted in the back. Especially because you have like an old Russian therapist, right? So it's like the idea I that love he my would therapist. say that. Yeah, but the idea that he would be like, you a king. Yeah. It's <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Yes, it is very funny. I also love the term like <clears throat> making up for fucks I missed. Yeah. Just like not making up for like relationships I could have had or <laughs> making up for like 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 a time where I, it's just like making up for fucks I missed. Missed that fuck. Like thinking about a girl as just like a solitary fuck. <laughs> like not like oh I missed like like uh, fucking Diana or whatever, like I as of, as a person, just like, what was her name anyway? She was a fuck that I missed. I think of the Jason Bateman line in Arrested Development, where he's like, "The mere fact that you call it that makes me think you're not ready." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Michael Sarah says I have pop pop in the attic. <laughs> the mere fact that you call it that tells me you're not ready. Yeah, the fact that you're just calling all these potential relationships fucks means like maybe. That's what a fuckboy is. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's where you get the term fuckboy. A boy who refers to relationships as fucks. Hell yeah. All right. We done? Yeah, I think we are. But not exactly, because I remembered this time we have to write our own lyrics. Tell me more. Why don't you introduce the segment as I sit back, chill, just basking in the glorious glory of my friend taking charge of telling the audience at home what to expect. I stand. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have a notebook here. My notebook, which says a company that I used to work for on it, which we will not give publicity to on this podcast. Um, it is a notebook I use to during the lyric boys to Come write on. our own improvised improvised childish gambino lyrics or lyrics that <laughs> lyrics of the artist we're covering it's not childish gambino every time like if we did a taylor swift <laughs> episode i wouldn't be like and now i improvised childish gambino lyrics <laughs> it's like all right uh, move on please <laughs> Okay, so we're going to take like 30 seconds and, and a minute, improvise our own, and just have a good time. Okay, here we go. Hmm. This is interesting because there's so many different eras yeah. we can talk about, but I'm definitely doing early nerdy referential. Yeah, I feel like you're going to be good at this. I don't. I actually don't think this is going to be one I'm good at. Okay, as I'm doing this, I'm realizing I'm 100% channeling early Donald Glover in the fact that it's kind of dirty. So, oh, yeah. Bear with us, Lyric Boys listeners. 
So uh, Stieglitz, Andrew, Andrew Stieglitz and I just uh, spent a little bit of time coming up with our own version of Childish Gambino lyrics, and now we will talk them for you. I like the idea of giving them fake song titles. This song is called... Um, mm. <laughs> I don't actually want to give a song title because it will ruin the surprise. Okay. This is called Untitled. Okay, great. This is called Untitled 3321, which is when it, when we wrote it, when we recorded this podcast. Okay. So think early, like, Camp Freaks and Geeks, Childish Gambino. Yeah, me too. I'm childish, baby. That means I wear a diaper. <laughs> Already. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, like dill pickles crawling on the rug, buttercup. Ten years later at the urinal standing right beside you. Get a load of this member. That's what I call all grown up. Because I don't give a fuck. I flop it out. No hands peeing like I'm Kobe. Wow. I can fill your crack up like I'm fucking grout. Drink it up. That's refreshing. That's a Sobe. Nice. I think you should call that song Sobe Life Water. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What I'm most proud. Call that all grown I'm, up. <laughs> honestly, what I'm most proud of is the lyric, it can fill your crack up like I'm fucking grout. Or I can fill your crack up what like is I'm the, fucking grout. What is grout? Gra- you know when you go to a bathroom and there's tiles on the wall or in oh, a shower? Okay. Yeah. And there's that like stuff in between it. Yeah. Like That's grout. Okay. I can fill your <laughs> so crack comparing. up. Again, like crack is so, like ass crack is such a fucking hilarious way thing to call it. This is the moment where I stand myself and I say, Lucian, good job comparing that PPE to a grout. <laughs> round of applause. Round of applause. Thank All right. You. This one, I guess, we'll call video games, as in the Lana Del Rey song, but not at all like the Lana Del Rey song. <laughs> That's the parenthetical of the song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> video games, like the Lana Del Rey song, but not at all like the Lana Del Rey song. <laughs> all right. Here it is. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a rich motherfucker, like your favorite chocolate ice cream. And when I see your girl, you know this dick make her scream. Yeah, I love PlayStation. I love Crash Bandicoot. And when we're having sex, it's a real fucking hoot. I'm a wise man. Better listen to what I preach or I'll snatch up your girl like Bowser does Princess Peach. We'll get real fucked up like we're in the Mushroom Kingdom. And by the end of the night, all you'll want to do is sing. Damn. Nerd. That's a very referential video game referential rap. It's almost like not when, Childish Gambino at all. It's just like if Childish Gambino played a lot of video games. That's like when you're too nerdy, but you want to prove that you're not nerdy. So you're just like, yeah, that's right. I um, make Princess Creed Peach um, orgasm. I Can I that. say I stand, I, I stand my own line here. When we're mm-hmm. having sex, it's a real fucking hoot. I'm a wise. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm a wise man. Better listen to what I preach or I'll snatch up your girl like Bowser does Princess Peach. Come on, That's really man. funny. So let's sing these both. Let's let's read these both again because I do like... All right, let me hear yours. Now again. that we've heard it. So my song I'll call Sobe, which if you don't know what Sobe is, it's just like a, a type of snap. It's like a drink. It's like, like a vitamin snap. water. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're that big at all or around anymore. They're around. I'm childish, baby. That means I wear a diaper. Like dill pickles crawling on the rug, buttercup. 
10 years later at the urinal standing beside you, get a load of this member. That's what I call all grown up because I don't give a fuck because I flop it out. No hands peeing like I'm Kobe. I can fill your crack up like I'm fucking grout. Drink it up, baby. That's refreshing. That's a so be. Boom. <laughs> I like it. That's a good flow. Good flow. Thank you. I'm the king of flow. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I laugh because it's false. See, this is an example of self-deprecation. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Do you want to hear mine again or no? Yes, please. Yeah, I'm a rich motherfucker like your favorite chocolate ice cream. And when I see your girl, you know this dick make her scream. Yeah, I love PlayStation. I love Crash Bandicoot. And when we're having sex, it's a real fucking hoot. I'm a wise man. Better listen to what I preach or I'll snatch up your girl like Bowser does Princess Peach. We'll get real fucked up like we're in the Mushroom Kingdom. And by the end of the night, all you want to do is sing, damn. You know what your lyrics make me think of? Yeah, what? If you're like a, a, a kid, like a nerd in college that's like dating someone, you're like, honey, I wrote a poem for you. College kids saying honey is very funny. <laughs> Babe, I wrote a poem for you. Um, you and me were like Crash Bandicoot because when we have sex, baby, it's a hoot. <laughs> and I think that's really deep, you know? You know what? I think that it is deep, okay? Because... Okay, I think maybe you missed <laughs> maybe you missed, the subtlety of that Maybe you missed no, you missed the subtlety of the line we'll get real fucked up like we're in the mushroom kingdom. You get it like mushrooms, but also I'm talking about the mushroom kingdom, which is in the Mario universe, okay? Where Princess Peach and Bowser live. Did we you maybe miss it. that? Did you maybe I know I got it and I, I like it. I think that you're stupid and that you missed it. I think the song video games like the Lana Del Rey song, but not like the Lana Del Rey song at all is a good song. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Look at the time. It is time for us to leave and sit around thinking, damn, why did I say these things I said? <laughs> so, hey, that was the Lyric Boys podcast. You're used to me saying this is the Lyric Boys podcast, but honey, we're done. That was the Lyric Boys podcast. So, I hope you learned something about Don Glover. If you didn't learn anything, hey, whatever, no refriends. This is free programming. But if you want more of this content, of this programming, of this sweet, sweet audio snack, just subscribe. You can subscribe on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. And that means that every week you're going to get this, uh, this podcast delivered to your phone, to your computer, to your ears you get to enjoy all we have to offer and we're also on instagram twitter facebook tiktok and youtube you can find us at the lyric boys we post clips from the podcast we are there if you ever want to dm us and say hello because we like when people dm us it it, 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 it it makes our cold souls warm again and it is a good time correct that's it for me andrew you want to tell me about uh, this little this little ditty that is playing underneath my voice right now? Because it is a it is a nice ditty and it slaps hard. Thank you, thank you for saying that this little ditty slaps hard because uh, I'm the <laughs> <laughs> this little ditty slaps hard. 
somebody who just should never use slang. It's like when you teach, it's like if you were to teach your grandpa, like, grandpa, use the word slaps. And he's like, well, this little ditty from 1926 is a real slapper. This little ditty slaps hard makes me think of like some old white grandpa. Yeah, exactly. At at the at the um, Grammys, introducing like the rap category for like best song, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like WAP, yeah. and it's like it, but but it's like um, uh, what's his name? Damn, it's James Taylor. <laughs> It's like James Taylor being like, this little ditty slaps hard. It's WAP. <laughs> it stands for wet ass. Oh, my, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, the little ditty you hear right now uh, is a song that I made. Um, and if you want to hear some more songs like it that have lyrics, I have a number of demos out um, under the name Freelancer, which is my musical project. And that is Freelancer Band and Y dot bandcamp.com you can hear those or go to freelancer uh, soundcloud or uh i don't know wherever else you want to go but those are the two places where my music is that's wonderful lyric boys fans go to twitter or sorry go to that website that he said go to instagram dm us tell us what to wear in next week's episode (laughs) i will not (laughs) listen you might tell us what to wear (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get the fuck out of here. (laughs) 